Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Is that how I start usually? I was about to go right into first. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of first. It's been a while. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little all over the place. Uh, I am, of course, the person who is over the places of all of them. I, I am Mark Kuznez, your host. I, hi, hi, hi. But I'm a little just uh, jumbled up and mixed up because if you are one of the loyal loyalists, uh, those who are in the Discord, those who regularly visit the streams and all that jazz, then you may, and also if you're part of the Patreon 100%, you may have seen the post I posted on the Patreon about the future of Pixelated Sausage, this soft reboot. Which really just is me getting back to regularly scheduled streams and talking about the return of this show, which has been going on for now 12 episodes with this one. So nothing really super new, but just putting it to words, in words, in a post, stating, hey, it's been pretty rough this year. Things have been rocky, but the last month or so... I feel like I've been getting back on the right track. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling relatively rejuvenated. Hernia disc and all. Herniated disc and all. Hernia. Herniated. You know. Whatever. And I'm excited about the future, which includes, like I said, getting back to regular streaming, which is planned to be in the. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. midnight uh, time frame. Central time, that is, because that's where I live in the central time zone. And that is the general idea right now. Don't yet know if I'm going to plan or if the plan is to stream those four hours every time or if it's just that's the window and I'm going to figure out what times work best for me in that window and then create a permanent schedule and I am planning to stream only on weekdays no weekends even if I am free of work if I've caught up with all the stuff and I just have the time to do it I'm going to force myself to instead spend that free time on myself to just relax to do whatever spend time with my dad go out and explore the world go do whatever I'm going to force myself to Make the weekend when I'm not overloaded with work and need the extra time, etc., to spend it on me because I definitely, I definitely don't do that enough. I think anyone who knows me relatively well knows that I am very good at doing a lot of things and being there for a lot of people and being supportive for everyone except myself. I am. The worst friend to me, but I feel like I'm a pretty good friend to all others. I think that's something that most people would agree with. I'm a, I'm a really good friend, except when it comes to me. I am my worst friend. I, I, I like me less than I like levity, for those who know who levity is. If I said that right, if that came out right. You know what I mean when I said what I said in that. Like, I, <laughs> we don't need to talk about Levity, all right? Fuck Levity. Hey, hey, Levity. Hey, you know me amazing? You know, he talked about it all. 
I only follow two streamers on Twitch. I follow you and Greg. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't even follow me, you lying sack of crap. It'd be amazing if you actually watched this. In which case, hi, Levity. Hi. Let me look at the camera. Hi, Levity. I don't like you. You're one of the worst human beings I've ever had the privilege of knowing. I don't like you. Get away from me. Unsubscribe. Dislike all my videos, Levity. This is the one case where I'd say, don't like my stuff. Actively dislike it. And get away from me. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Future streams will also not be so dead set and focused on a single game. Unless they are me playing games for Attack the Backlog, second runs, etc. Stuff like that. But with new games and whatnot and the majority of streams, the more traditional pixelated playtime, which is what I call the streams, those are just going to be more so like hangout sessions and less these strict... I'm only going to play this game, and if I find out that I don't like it after a half hour, I'm just going to end the stream. That's that's not the plan anymore. And I did that to, I think, decent effect last night, Thursday. I'm recording this late because I've been, you know, thinking about the post and getting all these things out there this week. So a little late in recording this, so I want to get this done. And... uh I feel okay rambling and going over all this in the beginning because I don't actually—I don't actually have that much to talk about. Um, yeah, but uh, yesterday's stream, I played through a bit of Onsen Master, and then I realized <laughs> I've had enough of this. Played a little bit of Time on Frog Island, and I was like, "Man, I this is a game I really, really want to like, but I can't bring myself to like it." And then I still had time left until midnight and one of the the people in the stream living large good old living large he asked a question earlier in the stream if it was worth spending three dollars to pick up need for speed payback deluxe edition on xbox and my reply to him was it's fucking three dollars what the fuck is wrong with you you are somewhat interested in it right so just fucking buy it it's three dollars i don't remember that game I've played a lot of the Need for Speed games, but I don't remember any of them. I can't differentiate them. So I gave him the advice of fucking just, just buy it. What the hell's wrong with you? And he did buy it. And then after he bought it, after he already put down his hard-earned $3, and he could get a refund for it because he's a fucking whatever, I was like, you know what I should do? I have the time. Instead of just playing some Apex, I'm going to download the, the Payback game because I own it. Of course I own it. And I'm going to see what it's like. And then I'll be able to tell you if it's worth $3. And uh, spoilers, it's worth $3. I'll talk a little bit about it shortly. But um, I had a good time with that stream. Seemed like the chatters had a good time with it. And I am just... I'm excited to just be relatively free to do things and not be caught up with these games that I've gotten codes for and haven't gotten around to because I didn't have an avenue to talk about a lot in a short period of time. First was nice, but first required a lot of work for just a single game. Whereas with the return of the podcast, and one of the reasons why I did it is just giving myself this space, this avenue, this arena, this whatever you want to call it, for me to talk about a lot of things in one video. You know, it's going to be longer, 
of course. It's not going to do the same numbers on YouTube, at least. So the fucking... I am still, like... <laughs> like, man. A lot of people just... They, they, they like listening to podcasts in audio form. If I can watch one in video form on YouTube, I prefer that so much. I, I just... I think I've grown accustomed to that and have conditioned myself to like watching the voice come out of the, the face. And some of my favorite shows... I mean, the, I, I think it's, it helps that I've really limited the podcasts I listen to, and they all had video versions, like the Idle Thumb stuff, which is sadly no more. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, and also, another great thing about returning this show, returning the Pixelated Sausage Podcast, sans the podcast in favor of show, is uh, just the fact that I don't... <laughs> and because I do the video version, I can't get caught up in the editing of the audio either. So it's just uh, something that I can really throw out there. That was that was the main reason. The main reasons for bringing back the, the podcasting, the traditional podcasting for Pixelated Sausage was giving myself a way to talk about a bunch of stuff in one piece of content and also doing the video for it makes it so that I can't get stuck on the editing process. So I basically just created or... I brought this back because it would allow me to do the most without doing or do the most with the least amount of work. Because <laughs> I I do a lot for pixelated sausage. If you don't already realize that, I spend a lot of time on so many things, and uh, it's all for the love of it. But you know what? Sometimes it can be fucking exhausting. Anyway, that's enough rambling on and on. I don't I don't even know how long we're how far in the show we are. This is this is the definitely the this is definitely the longest uh, intro bit though, but uh, this is what you're here for me and my rambling and nonsensical ways, right? Ah 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 Okay. Anywho, there's something else I want to say. Oh yeah, another just uh, positive thing is that I, I and why I'm feeling good is that I got these scripts already recorded. I think I had that last episode, but I got those audios. Recorded and edited, so now I only have to put the video to the audio, and I'll have those episodes of Attack the Backlog and Second Runs done and ready to start the next game, which I still think is going to be that Smurfs game because I was very pleasantly surprised by what I played of it when it originally came out. And after playing Clone Drone and being so pleasantly surprised, it reminded me of how much nicer it is to just find and play games that people may have passed by because either they just didn't know it existed in clone drones case or with something like the smurfs you look at it and you're like okay licensed game probably for kids it can't be that good and you know what maybe when i play the whole thing i'll, I'll say <laughs> it's not that good or maybe i'll just say you know what it's easy but so are kirby games and this is this is a good pleasant little time that's what i'm hoping for anywho let's get on to what I've been playing or no we start with what I'm watching so I decided to because I'm still struggling to really stick with anything watch wise and I think I've at this point settled on just going back and rewatching movies and stuff like that and having Stargate be the one thing I watch when I'm exercising and can't give something well, 100% of my attention maybe but I may even drop that and I'll get to that why but first I decided to give Yellowstone another go because as much as there were things about it that annoyed me, 
there were still good things about it. There, there's a lot of good in it. It's very well made. There are a lot of good performances in it. But my problem with it is there's just too much shit happening. There's always got to be something happening. They can't just have quiet moments and it's incredibly frustrating. So I dropped it about 15 minutes into the fourth episode because I hate the fucking grandkid so much. I think he's a terrible actor and shit's always happening to him. In the episode prior, I think it was the third episode, when that one I believe is the one that opened with his father coming across and seemingly or a seemingly abandoned van or whatever and he wanted to check it out. And when he checked it out, it was like, oh, there's there's a girl tied up in here and two guys in like hazmat suits. All right. And then he goes and kills him. He tells his boy after he goes chasing after the, the other one, or go stay in this water drain pipe thing. Just stay here. Don't leave. Don't move. I'll come back for you. All right. And what happens to the kid there? Fucking poisonous snake. I'm assuming it was poison. Maybe it wasn't. But a snake comes up and he's like, oh, get away from me, snake, get away from me. And when the father comes back, he fucking, the kid's all super bloody. And he's like, look, I, I killed the snake. It was like he fucking turned into a wild animal and bit it to death or some shit. I think he had a bloody mouth. I'm like, what the fuck? How did, how did this situation with the snake turn out this bloody? And like, what happened? I want to see the actual footage of that fight with the snake. But we didn't get to see it. But then in the fourth episode, 50 minutes in, he's with his grandfather, who's uh, Kevin Costner. And they're in the woods. He's gathering twigs to, uh, to make a fire. And Kevin Costner's like, okay, now we, now we need some bigger ones. So the kid goes to like a tree and is grabbing after a branch on it. And then you don't hear a splash or anything, but you just look over. Maybe you might have heard a splash. But then you look back over there. Or Kevin Costner looks back over there. He's like, oh. Where's my grandkid? And he fucking fell in the river. Why? Why do you have to fall in the fucking river? Why? Why? Because just shit always has to happen. You can't just... Why can't they just have a nice, quiet moment where they're fucking bonding? Like, why does he have to fall in the fucking river? Stupid kid. And it's just... Shit like that. That is just an example of what is always happening in Yellowstone. It just is relentless with throwing shit at you and making it so that there's always drama. And you know what? That's that's like, maybe that is exactly how soap operas are. And I just don't have the time for that. And maybe I did at a certain point in my life, like back in the day when I watched the OC, which is just a soap opera essentially. But today I like it when things have quiet moments in addition to the drama. And it's something I complain about too with the, the the father of the boy always happening into these fucking situations where it's like, okay, come on. Give me a fucking break. Give them a break. Give the fucking characters in your show a god darn break. So yeah, I think I'm done with Yellowstone because as much as there's a lot I do like about it, it's just it's it's too relentless with its drama. And I, I don't think I can handle that for four moving on five seasons then uh stargate uh, sg1 i still enjoy it kind of i really like the majority of characters i still don't like carter she just 
I think it might just be that I think. I mean, I said I think like a thousand times, and that's why I had to pause there. But I don't really of of the main cast. She is the weakest actor, and my real issue though with the the show is that I don't mind that. It's on the more serious side, as a lot of sci-fi shows are, and I've come to realize and accept that. The problem, though, is that when it gets super serious and wants to get emotional and have these really gut-wrenching, tear-jerky moments, it's really, really bad. And it's doing those way more than I was expecting. I don't mind being serious and being lore-heavy and all that but when you're trying to tell an emotional story and make me care about these characters, and when I see Carter and this little girl who has something put into her that makes her a potential nuclear explosion, whatever, and they're crying and calling each other that they've known for like, I don't even know if it was a week, and they're saying I love you to each other. I love you, I love you too. I'm like... <laughs> I'm supposed to feel something here, right? But I'm I'm not feeling what you want me to feel. I'm feeling I'm feeling something definitely, but uh not the feelings you want me to feel. It's it's making me question if I even want to continue with the show because it is ten seasons after all, it's two hundred and twenty something episodes. And I'm like I know it's supposed to get its footing or find its footing with season three onward or until like maybe seven or eight and then it gets rough again not uh, not great i don't know but uh i don't know if i want to commit to such a long show maybe maybe i'll finally start watching supernatural that that's something i've just been putting off because of how big that commitment is with its 15 seasons i believe which would put it in around the 300 episode mark I'm pretty sure somewhere around there. Because I think those are all 20-ish episode seasons. But uh, yeah, Stargate SG-1 is just... It's 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 good most of the time. Or a, a decent amount of the time. But it's, it's, it's trying to be emotional too much now. These last few episodes, I'm like... God, I'm not, I'm not going to cry with you, show. You're not, you're not getting me there. But uh, the last thing I want to talk about... Uh, show-wise, movie-wise, is Live Free or Die Hard. So in my Die Hard rewatch, I, I watched Die Hard 2. We've already talked about that. Watched Die Hard with a Vengeance. Fantastic. Die Hard with a Vengeance is maybe better than Die Hard, but it can't exist without Die Hard, so that takes a little bit away. And it is somewhat relentless and just the fact that it starts at 60 miles per hour right off the bat it's just it's it's going right from the beginning but it has a really fun dynamic Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis play off each other very very well and I think part of what I like what makes the story really fun is the way it ties in with the first one and that it is this personal story in addition to just being these people wanting to do their little heist and everything. But Live For Your Die Hard, I 
was quickly reminded of why I originally removed it from my collection upon this rewatch. It's not a bad movie. I, I would now say that Die Hard 2 is better than it. And I'm not sure if I like Live Free or Die Hard. And the problem with it is that it is too self-aware and too... It's trying too hard to make sure you know how fucking cool this moment and that moment are. It is often trying to... like. There are so many instances where they are trying to give McLean a one-liner moment. There's so many attempts at one-liners, and I'm like, man, fucking... Shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. And in addition, McLean and Justin Long's character, both, to various extents, they act like surrogates for the audience, reacting to how fucking cool or awesome something just was. Like, oh my God, did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I fucking did it. Holy crap. You just... You just you just, just threw a fucking car into the the helicopter. Oh my god, it's crazy! And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking watching it, dude. You don't need to fucking tell me what the. Just be in the be in the fucking movie. So many it's like so much of Live Free or Die Hard just feels like that. What's his name? David Carradine. I don't know that 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 meme of that CSI or whatever procedural show where the guy is in. Miami, I think, is always, like, taking his sunglasses off or putting them on. I don't know which order it's in. But it feels like that, the movie. Where it's just like, hey, we did, like, look at this look at this scene. Look at this action sequence we just created. Now, now look at my sunglasses. Am I right? It's fucking cool, right? It's so fucking cool. And that gets exhausting. That gets old real, real fast. It's just that all the fucking time. And... I don't I don't know if I actually like the movie now. I'm I'm just I'm reminded of this is like why I got rid of it when I got rid of it the, the first time. So maybe just Die Hard 1 through 3 are good enough. I'm I'm not going to bother with a good day to Die Hard. But uh yeah. A little bit of a bummer. A little bit of a bummer. Pretty good cast. But just my God, my God, look at how cool we are. We're so fucking cool. You know what's not cool? Onsen Master. This is an overcooked like where you are managing an onsen. It's got a story mode and an arcade mode. The story mode can be played. I mean, they, they all have solo modes in addition to co-op. And difficulty levels range from easy, medium, and hard. And... The story is you are the apprentice of an onsen master. They go away. Now you have to take over the onsen. And it's a... It's it's a game that seems like it's going to be a cute time initially. And then it immediately gets gross and fucking... So overwhelming that I'm just like... Why do you even have this solo mode? Why? why I mean, why, why do you have a single player mode and act like it's gonna be manageable when the way you pace everything out is fucking ridiculous but 
there there's there's some like the thing that sucks about it is that there's these cute things about it. The way it works is that you have your onsen and you have your various bathtubs. And then you have whatever items that you grind up and turn into bath powder and then put in these various bathtubs that are what the customers are going to want. So they might want whatever. Like, I don't know what these items are, but like this one might want the blue shit. This one might want the red shit. This one might want the white shit or whatever. And then you take them by the hand, which is so fucking adorable. So instead of them just going there on their own, though they'll eventually start fucking doing that, and that's fucking annoying shit, and they'll, they don't even fucking care if they're going to a bathtub that has their shit or not. I'll get to that. But, like, it's so cute that the way you guide a customer to a bathtub after you've set it up for them is by holding them by the hand and guiding them. And then they hop in there when they're in the vicinity. If you use both hands, you can pick them up and then throw them, and that's a bit ridiculous. But you can also, if two customers want to go to the same type of bath, you can grab both of them with each of your hands and guide them that way. And it's just, it's so cute seeing your little your little apprentice grab these customers by the hand and guide them. It's just, it's, it's heartwarming. It's legit fucking adorable. And it's so weird, the contrast of the rest of the game, where immediately in the second level, now you're dealing with Kappa, who just go around fucking pissing all over the floor, and then they make a mess when they get out of the bathtub, and then other people are making a mess. Everyone makes a mess when they get out of the bathtub. And it quickly goes from this adorable game to this incredibly gross, disgusting thing that is just filling the screen with blotches of color all over the place that equate to either spilled water, dirty water, spilled this, that, Kappa piss, other fucking piss and shit, and it's just like, I thought this game was cute, and now it's fucking making me want to throw up. And it also just becomes immediately overwhelming because customers are coming more and more frequently with each level. They're making messes that you have to clean up. They'll start just jumping into bathtubs on their own, even if they want a specific type and you don't have a bath set up with that type yet, they'll just jump into not even a bland yet to be uh, mixed up bath or whatever, you know, one that's just water that hasn't had any kind of powder added to it. They'll fucking jump into one that has something they don't like in it, even if there are other customers in it too. Like it's just, you're dealing with asshole customers who can't fucking wait a goddamn second to let you set up a bath for them and then take them to it. They're just like, no, nah, I'm going to go in this bath that is set up for other people and I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to taint it for them, the people who are already in it, and for potential new customers, so you have to fucking make a new one for them. I'm also going to linger in this bath for the whole time. I don't know if it's because it's not set up for them, so they're just like, I'm going to sit here in this filthy, dirty water that I've made filthy and dirty until you fucking clean it and then make it good for me. I'm like... What the fuck? And it's just... It becomes incredibly overwhelming for one person. Immediately. It's super gross. And it just is not fun. The one interesting thing about it compared to other games of this ilk like Overcooked, etc. Is that, to my knowledge, none of those games had boss fights. And this has boss fights. Which is kind of cool. 
but it's just so fucking gross. It's just so gross. What's not gross is time on Frog Island, which is completely different in that it's so beautiful. This is a fucking gorgeous game, and it's adorable as well because you can hug a limited number of objects. The problem with the game, though, is that you are a young boy who gets shipwrecked on an island of frog people, and there might be other type of animal creatures as well. But in your attempt to rebuild your ship and fix it, you have to interact with these people. They don't talk via text, but only via a handful of images. They'll say, blah, 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 blah. You want, they'll just show like an image of something that maybe you need for your ship and then another image of something they want. And if you get that thing they want, then they'll give you the object or help you with that thing by giving you a material need to rebuild the object, etc. And that's all well and good. The island's not humongous or anything, and you're just meant to freely explore it and figure things out and discover new things as you're exploring it. It's a very a short hike e, but the aimless, directionless nature of it hurts it very fast because it's just the the lack of text or any type of way to manage what you need to do, who needs what, where people are, having no access to a map of any kind makes the whole process way more tedious than it needs to be. If it only had a map, I'd fucking feel so differently about it. But I spent an hour with the game, both during stream and offline, and I love being in the world. It's so pretty. It's so fucking pretty. But I would just walk around for five, ten minutes at a time, wondering what the fuck I'm doing. And feeling that way for the majority of my time with it, it just, it became an incredibly frustrating experience of me wanting to love this game because it's so fucking pretty i can't stress that enough i love the visuals i love the aesthetic i love the style like i just love the look of it so very very much and it controls pretty well i think there are interesting mechanics in it you just have a basic jump and then interact you can you can pick up a lot of things and then the y button allows you to use an item specific thing if there are any type of functions attributed to it so if you pick up these like cactus with daisies on top you can use them to spin the flower and blow your not, not, not blow yourself you can you can make you could you can have the fin turn up i'm trying to find a way of saying this the the, the you can use the flower like a fan and then it'll give you a nice speed boost that's that's the way I'm gonna try and word that shit. Never mind. Uh, but if you can hug something, you press the Y button and you can hug it. You can hug these little creatures. It's adorable. You can't hug the crabs, which was disappointing. But I just the 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 aimless, directionless nature of it did not work for me in this case. You clearly it's definitely a game where you need patience to just want to be in this world and take the time to figure things out 
but I quickly got tired of it as I knew or there was a situation where the this one person wanted me to get this little creature that had eyeglasses on it. And that creature, the, the eyeglasses one, I found them very early on. But I couldn't remember where they were. And I couldn't look at a map to try and remember. Oh, yeah, it, it was in this area that I, I saw that creature. I just was walking around night after night trying to find this creature. I'm like, I, I feel like I've fucking been everywhere. I definitely have not because I have not run into this creature again. But what, where, where have I, what, like, just give me a map game. Give me a map and everything will be fine. But you won't give me a map. So never mind. Anywho, that's enough about that. And I didn't play that much. But oh, oh yeah, Need for Speed Payback. Uh, it's worth $3. It, it, it looks pretty good. Story, who cares? But it played better than I remember some of the other recent-ish Need for Speed games playing. It's very, very forgiving. You don't even have to use a handbrake unless you want to do a complete 180, basically. You can get around any turner uh, just by hitting the brake, and you'll do a pretty solid drift uh, that way. So it's a pretty accessible and forgiving racer in that sense. And it feels pretty good. So, yeah. If you want a Need for Speed game, pick up Payback for $3. Let's uh, check out these uh, handful. There's only two questions, and they're pretty fucking basic from Patreon supporters this episode. We have Enchi asking, who do you think will ask you the question that makes you stop this segment and what will it be? And then we have from Sunny, what genre haven't you played in a while and you're craving a new game in that genre to quench that thirst? Obviously the answer to the first question is Sunny. If anyone's going to get me to stop doing this at any point, it's going to be Sunny, but that's that's not going to happen. The only thing that would make the questions change in any way is if suddenly, for whatever random bullshit reason, the Patreon exploded and I had a lot more supporters and then the number of questions was unmanageable. I would either increase or, or, or put them behind like the $3 tier or I just wouldn't answer every question one or the other but uh probably the latter i think i would just choose to not answer some questions or i'd answer like I'd, I'd answer some questions on the show and then answer some questions in the discord but uh 100 sunny and then on sunny's question about genres probably i mean when i was thinking about this the genre that came to mind was sports I used to be way into sports games. I thought I was going to get into MLB The Show. Did not when it, when it uh, was announced and came out for Xbox last year. It didn't click with me. I haven't enjoyed Madden in a long time. I still miss the NFL 2K series. I do enjoy the NBA 2K series all right, but I just, I'm not a huge basketball fan anymore. And what I really want, like, I'm hopeful that maybe after the solid foundation they made with PGA 2K21 and the more accessible nature of it compared to the golf club games, that they will really knock it out of the park. They'll hit a hole-in-one, you could say, with 2K23 because I love golf games. 
and I would love to have another golf game to play. It's, it's been a long time since I've had a golf game, a golf game that I really enjoyed and got into. So I am hopeful for that, but I'm not going to buy day one. I'm going to wait for that to go on sale. And I'm still waiting for the WWE game to go on sale because I, I could go for a wrestling game as well. But what I'd really, really love sports-wise, genre-wise, is a return of good extreme sports titles. I wish that we could just get MLB Slugfest, NHL Hits, Red Card, 2003, and all that via backward compatibility. But obviously, stuff like that with licensing and music and all that is, is going to make it so games like that never make it. To backward compatibility, even though, of course, Xbox has already said we're done with that. But even if they weren't, those games would never be included unless they just set up a thing where, okay, now everything is backward compatible. It's just straight up emulation. Which uh, would be awesome if they did that at some point. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's been exhausting. It's It's been both a refreshing week, or is it, it's, it's a week of starting a new revitalization and also, like, what is happening. All right? All right? I don't know. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to, <laughs> of course, uh, if you'd like to see me streaming games like on Master and the, the time on Frog Island, you can do that over on the YouTube, which is where you're watching the video version of this here show. If you are doing just that, and of course, if you haven't already, please do like, subscribe, hit the bell, and all that jazz. It does mean a lot. Leave a comment. And I'll reply at some point if you comment. I still needed a comment or reply to Enchi's comment on the last show. It was the only person ever comments on anything because Enchi's the, the goodest of them all. But uh, yeah, do all that if you if you want. And uh, of course, you can find all my other links of import over at uh, pixelatesausage.com slash PXS. And if you enjoy any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that way. Of course, with that support, you get the ability to ask me questions on this here show, as well as being an approved user on YouTube, which allows you to freely post comments and links and all that jazz. So if that sounds like a good thing to you, you can, you can, you can do that. Anywho, that is, is it that is all as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoyed this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day bye